asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilbur Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing poop music, speculation nation, and coffee drinking spendthrifts. That's right, Joel. This is our Friday flight, and we are going to talk about our favorite stories from this week. And your favorite subject. Uh, poop. I know. Poop. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, I'm actually looking forward to that, that your, conversation. Your juvenile humor. <laughs> I think there's a lot of folks who are probably thinking, poop music, what the heck are they going to talk about? We'll get to it. It'll be in the second half. But these, like I said, are our favorite stories. And we call it the Friday flight because if you ever go to a brewery and you get a flight of beers, it's a small sampling of all the different beers that they have on tap. So you don't have to commit to an entire 16 ounces of a beer. Sometimes you might just want four ounces right. or six ounces, whatever sizes they're pouring. Um, we similarly are going to dabble in personal finance stories. A bunch of different stories. There's a lot to cover. Uh, real quick, uh, I filled up this past week. For two ninety nine, what Costco man? They uh, 
I'm so glad that I used to hate on Costco, but I have 100% been taking advantage <laughs> of our affordable gas here in the state of Georgia. Not to brag, but like Georgia, is, do we have the lowest gas gas prices? If not, we're very I th- close. I think um, we're in the upper echelon. Like Mississippi, of low prices. they've got cheaper gas than we do, or historically they do. But um, otherwise. Georgia's got it going on. Yeah. The, the water is just fine, folks, if y'all want to come join us. I think I saw gas prices had fallen for 99 days straight, which, considering where gas prices were, was a welcome relief. Although Before, the, before they broke the streak. They might be starting to trend back up just a touch. We'll yeah. see. But, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you were able to fill up for less than three bucks a gallon. That feels like, I mean, at least mentally, that feels like a relief. Absolutely. Literally, over the summer, when prices were at the peak, it was costing me close to $100 to fill up the van, yeah. and now it's 60 bucks. 40, a $40 difference every time we fill up the van. Right. Well, Matt, last week we we mentioned, hey, we're going to do a, a sock giveaway. That's right. Yep. We, we have the dopest uh, socks in the podcasting game. And we're going to give give some socks away to folks who signed up for the fairly new How to Money newsletter. And we had a bunch of folks sign up and are in thank this you. contest. Yeah, thank you to everybody who signed up, uh, who was gunning for one of those five pairs of socks. We had a ton of people sign up, which yeah. is awesome. And so we hope you get value from the newsletter too. But Matt, you want to announce the, the winners? That's right. Yeah. So of all the folks who signed up in the last seven days, we picked five random winners through uh, listrandomizer.org or something like that. I just want people to know that we're being fair. That's all. Um, but <laughs> Not just picking people with the coolest names. <laughs> exactly. So these are the top five folks. Jonathan S., Abby F., Azriel D., Caitlin B and Jason C. I'm not going to say your entire name for privacy privacy concerns. For <laughs> please privacy please also read their social security number as well, <laughs> which we would request upon sign up. What if we had that on the, the sign up form? <laughs> <laughs> Just a spot. Who are these guys? What's their deal? Uh, but we will be reaching out to you. Fi- oh, actually, in one more, we randomly picked another person who had signed up previously earlier this year because we felt that we didn't want to leave all the folks out there who had previously signed up for the newsletter newsletter, exactly so we we got a sixth in there jenna e Uh, and so we will reach out to all six of you folks and we'll be getting a pair of socks to you in the mail here shortly yeah for sure and just a reminder we do have the best personal finance newsletter uh, out there right now, in, in my opinion, it's rocking and rolling. It's, and it's not an opinion, dude. It's science. <laughs> and it's, the it's, numbers show that's that. Right. Yes, people enjoy it's our good vibes, personal finance, good information the most. So sign up at howtomoney.com/newsletter, and maybe you will win more awesome how to money socks in the future. But Matt, let's get on to the subject at hand: the Friday flight. A quick sampling of stories we found interesting this week. And uh, let's talk about rate hikes first. I feel like that's that's the top story after what happened on Wednesday. The Fed, they just announced another three quarters of a percentage rate hike, continuing their aggressive stance towards runaway inflation. Mm-hmm. 75 basis points for all the nerds out there. Right. <laughs> and, and it just, inflation has been pretty sticky. Like it hasn't really budged very much despite the Fed's best efforts. And, and Chairman Powell, he said that there's no way to escape the pain. That was sort of like his literal words. And that makes people freak out a little bit. And raising interest rates regularly in the way that they're doing it, it's basically this necessary evil in order to prevent a nastier outcome, which would be inflation continuing to soar. Mm-hmm. And like we've seen uh, in other countries around the world, like uh, Venezuela, right, which has had an inflation problem for quite some time. But these rate hikes, they're attempting to basically throw some sand in the gears of the economy. The Fed wants to curb demand for borrowing, and they want to curb 
consumption and the the peskiness of inflation and these sustained rate hikes really they could impact the stock market and the job market even more as we move forward so uh, it's even more important to make sure that you're in a strong position as an individual when it comes to your personal economic health these rate hikes are likely to persist for some time to come and just as as individual consumers we have to be prepared we have to be able to weather what looks like potentially darker economic skies on the horizon that's right and specifically what this means for you as an individual uh are that borrowing rates are going to continue to rise. And so that means if you are in some credit card debt, uh, that is going to become an even worse foe uh, towards your money. Uh, Credit card interest rates, they are up close to 3% in the last three months alone. Uh, This is according to creditcards.com. That's what the national averages are. Uh, Rates, they've been rising for the the last six months, and all signs are are pointing to that trend continuing based on what Jay Powell is saying. Uh, The average credit card rate right now is at 18%. And I think we could break into the, the 20% mark next year. Uh, and you know, we were talking about how great using credit cards for your everyday purchases can be if you can pay the bill on time and in full. Uh, but if that is not the case, credit card debt is even more dangerous for you. Uh, so if you're in credit card debt right now, if you've got consumer debt, making a plan to get out is even more important than usual. We would recommend for you to check out undebt.it. This is a great free tool to help you to do, to do just that, to get out of debt. We want you to be careful if you've got any floating rates on, on any debt right now. You're going to see those those rates, those payments start to climb. Yeah, like if you've got a home equity line of credit because you did some renovation work over the past couple of years. And for and for years, it was a, what you felt was a smart debt to have right. around. You're going to start seeing the payments on that increase. That's right. It was at a low interest rate, but that interest rate is climbing. And so maybe what was three and a half percent is now, you know, creeping up into the fives. And so you're, you're going to want to be pay more attention to that debt. You might want to pay it off more quickly than you had otherwise planned uh, because the rate is likely to continue going up. Matt, let's, let's uh, we talked about credit cards there, but let's talk about gift cards because <laughs> some of them, one of the most horrid pieces uh, news items I saw this week was specifically around gift cards and the fact that people aren't using the gift cards that they have. To me, that's a travesty, right? You've, you've basically like uh, th- taking cash and throwing it throwing it in the fire because nearly half of Americans have unused gift cards that are lingering around to the tune of $21 billion in total, which is just a ton of money. That's the big problem. Yeah, right? like, that's a lot of money. You know, like if, I don't know, when you, when you say like, there's yeah, maybe you've got a gift card and you got a few bucks on there. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal until you see the combined, like how much money we're talking about here. I bet some of our listeners as a whole. have hundreds of dollars in unused gift cards yeah, hanging around so. in their drawers. And so this is something worth paying attention to because you don't want it to go to waste. And we're, we're not really fans of gift cards in the first place because why would you take something that can be spent literally anywhere and turn it into an asset that can only be spent at one place. It's like, let me take a hundred bucks. And now that hundred bucks is turned into something I can only spend at Target. Like uh, turn it into Target bucks. Right. That's a bad idea, right? <laughs> uh, the only reason to do this if you, is if you're getting an additional perk by yeah. doing so, maybe some free extra money to spend at that store or restaurant. Like well, for instance, I think on, on Black Friday or in that, in that vicinity, you can get Target gift cards at a 10% discount. And if okay. that's the case, if your dollars yeah. are going further, there's some incentive. You might want to do that. There's a discount there. Also, I bet a lot of folks have, I saw that this dollar amount has increased on average uh, over the past few years. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that during the pandemic, a lot of folks, and we even talked about this on the show, right? But restaurants in particular, they all had to close their doors. And so it, it felt almost American to go out to be a good citizen. It was and your support, patriotic duty. Yeah, to support your favorite restaurants that you wanted to see make it through the pandemic. 
We did that. We talked about this here on the show. Sure. And so if you are in that boat, make sure you know where those gift cards are. Yeah, and go out and use them now. Because, yeah, regardless, if you've got gift cards lying around, get, put them all together in one place. You know, like, organize them. Yeah, organize them. Figure out what you got. You and Emily, you, you've got a Ziploc bag that you yes, keep them all in. Yes, and you pull them out before date. We pull them out before date night, and we're like, cool, do we want to hit up one of these places tonight? Because let's spend these suckers down. Start using them regularly for purchases you need to make and uh, or social outings. But, yeah, make sure those things... Don't stay hidden. Take an assessment. Do an inventory of the gift cards you've got and then make a plan to spend them down because you don't want to be a part of that gruesome statistic. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Also, remember that gift cards that they can't expire within five years of the date that they're issued. This is according to federal law. But beyond that, some states actually go even further and they allow you to redeem those cards uh, or at least a portion of them for cash if you have a, a certain a certain balance remaining on your account. Uh, we'll link to a guide where you can quickly see what your options are based on where it is that you live. And something else you could do if your state doesn't offer that kind of uh, gift card protection would be to just unload those cars altogether, sell those unwanted gift cards on a site like Card Cash. Um, but whatever you do, yeah, don't let them continue to lie dormant in your drawer. Uh, you've got yours in a gallon Ziploc bag. I like we keep ours wrapped with a nice tidy rubber band. What we need to do is probably like keep those either in the van or just somewhere where we where we see them. Yeah. Right. Because when you stash them away out of right sight, right next to all your Bed Bath and Beyond coupons. <laughs> yeah. When they're when they're out of sight, they're out of mind. My mom uh, has like fifty of those floating around. Does she really? Car. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's like the. It's like Joel is twenty percent off. That's the most quintessential coupon, the Bed Bath and Beyond one. Well, yeah. And, and you mentioned card cash and that's a great site to think about selling your 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 gift cards at and the reality is you're not going to get 100 percent uh return on that if you have a hundred dollar gift card depending on the store that you're selling that gift card for you might get 70 cents on the dollar or 80 cents on the dollar or maybe maybe honestly could be worse depending on uh, how popular that store is but still getting something for that as opposed to nothing is smart and yep. don't, don't let them go to waste well let's talk about home appliances here for a second matt too because consumer reports one of our favorite magazines, one of the only magazines you and I subscribe to that we pay for, mm-hmm. is they just released a really cool new repair or replace calculator for appliances that lives on their website. And as a landlord with just way too many fridges in my life, I, I got to be honest, <laughs> I'm going to get some use out of this repair or replace calculator. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, it's a really freaking cool tool that they've got. That's right. Because it's hard. It can be hard to know, hey, this thing's on the fritz. Should I put a new compressor in this fridge or do i need to just unload it for pennies on the dollar and buy a new one do i need to suck it up well man the, the reality is that with, with the price of parts and labor to fix things like dishwashers washing machines and ovens sometimes it, it really just does make sense to outright replace your old appliance but we would say don't do it without running the numbers and don't do it without consulting youtube because you might find that what the appliance repair company will charge you 250 bucks to fix that you can fix it with a $20 part and just an hour of your time. So yeah, the, the appliance repair companies, I will say like they do a good business, but they charge uh, quite a bit of money for their services. And if you can get to the bottom of what's causing the problem with your appliance, and you just buy the part and fix it yourself, boy, you can find a way to make that appliance last longer and without spending too much money. But if you're relying on other people to fix those appliances for you, getting a new one sometimes makes more sense mm-hmm. than uh, paying for the fix. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so while we are got this uh, appliance talk going on... Uh, That's I want the name s- of our side <laughs> spinoff podcast, Appliance Talk? <laughs> appliance Talk. I, w- I just want to say that dishwashers are pretty freaking great. I would have assumed that everybody knew this, but based on the stats, there are a lot of people 
who don't know this, not only do dishwashers save you boatloads of time, it turns out they save you a ton of money as well. Bloomberg, they just wrote an article about this. I was shocked to see that one in five Americans don't actually use their dishwashers at all. Like what? What are they doing? Uh, like what? What do they use the dishwashers for? Storing and then I remember sweaters for winter or something. Well, like then I, and then I remembered how my mom uses the dishwasher, which is that she washes all of her dishes by hand, pulls out the drawer, you know, opens the dishwasher, pulls out the racks, and she uses it as a giant no. drying rack. No. Yes, my mom is one of these people. So just want to maybe there's other people <laughs> like you, that. Can you who, convert her? Who do, who do something similar? But we we want you to know if you're washing dishes by hand, thinking that is going to save you money, think again. It is. Not true. Dishwashers use only 10% of the amount of water that you would typically use washing them by hand. I think on average, uh, a load of dishes takes the average person something like like 40-something gallons of water. And it's because the, the faucet is just running for a lot of that time, as opposed to something like four gallons, which is what a dishwasher typically uses. Uh, and the electricity costs are also incredibly minimal as well. And so we share this because we don't know who you are. Like <laughs> we know you, there's some folks out there listening who are like, yeah, that's me. But there are thousands of people listening right now yes. who just heard us say, and they're like, wait a second. Really? Like, like you just Maybe it's not mind. one in five. Maybe it's not 20% of our, like, I got to think our listeners are, they're smarter than the average bear. Upper so maybe instead of 20%, it's more like 10%. But even yeah. still, that is a lot of folks out there that we need to convince to not, like, don't feel guilty about using your dishwasher. And by anymore. the way, you're, if just, you're, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your money as well. If you are one of those people, I want to hear why. Let's say there's somebody out there who says, I hear what you guys are saying. I still, I ain't going to use my dishwasher. <laughs> if you've got a great reason, I would love to hear it. But the reality is, from our point of view and from the way the numbers bear out, like dishwashers are pretty inexpensive machines to save you time, to save hassle, and that actually save money too. So, all right, we got more to get to on this one, including getting scammed on the payment apps like Venmo. We'll talk about that and more right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours. 
but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, we're back from the break. We've got plenty more stories to get to. By the way, we didn't get to any of our... I realized we didn't t- cover any of our title stories. Oh. We didn't talk about poop music, Getting speculation. Here. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about coffee drinking spendthrifts either. Yeah, well, we'll get to those in just got a, a second. a lot more to get to. But first, the ludicrous headline of the week. Of course. And this one comes from the LA Times, and it reads, Did someone accidentally send you money on Venmo? You might be getting scammed. And I don't know about you guys, listeners out there, but Matt, I've been getting some weird requests on cash app in particular not really as much on venmo but uh literally people i don't know saying yeah requesting 200 bucks or a thousand dollars literally in one case and i just block these people but it's i don't know to me that's a really it's a really weird part of having Hmm. these apps if i accidentally hit the wrong button my money's gone it's 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 uh it's out the window it's in somebody else's account these are these are the same guys on the airplanes sending pictures to yes. via, via airdrop that's so. right same creeps <laughs> right everybody well and don't get me wrong like these scammers these apps of course have made it just super easy to send money to friends and family without having to pay a fee it's made transferring money really simple in a lot of ways but yeah these occurrences make me like feel a little differently about these apps mm-hmm. and and i obviously i turn it down report those as spam attempts but the reality is the the article in the la times is talking about less obvious attempts at scams that are making the rounds on these apps and it's important to be aware of these things so that you don't get taken that's right yeah it turns out folks are sending you money so yeah. the scam would go joel that somebody would actually send you money not make the request for money which is going to make me feel better than just the request coming in asking sure. me for my money Absolutely. It's like, oh you're going to deposit 400 seems, bucks seems like free money you're my yeah. new bestie but that person will then ask you to send those funds back because obviously they're going to say that they send it to you by mistake the reality is 
they've just sent you money using a stolen credit card. And then once that credit card user, like who actually owns the, the, the true credit card, once they realize that, they find it. And once they report that fraud, not only will you have sent the money back to the scam artist, but these payment platforms will initiate a withdrawal of the same amount of the actual dollars from your account, meaning that you just got swindled. Uh, of course, you can try to initiate, um, report this fraud to your bank, but turns out only 14% of uh, Venmo scams are able to be reversed. This is according to the, the Better Business Bureau. Yeah, and you've which, got a kind heart. You don't want somebody to be out money that they accidentally sent you. And so you're like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'll send the money back. And that's how the scam gets you because it seems like you're doing the nice, right, generous thing. But in reality, you're getting taken advantage yeah. of. Yeah, those are like phantom funds yep. that show up in your... No, oh, dang, we should have used phantom that. Phantom funds. Yeah, dang, that is good. That would have been the title. <laughs> uh, but that's what's going on. You see that money show up in your account. You think it's real. You think you're just sending it back. But in reality, that money uh, isn't real. So don't interact with the person directly. Yep. Reach out to Venmo instead and be like, hey, what's up with this? And um, most of the time, it is going to be some sort of scam. And if it is a real person who accidentally sent money, let Venmo handle this thing, mm -hmm. right? And make the transaction right. That's right. Yeah, let's talk about some fancy savings accounts. The uh, the journal, they published an article about prize-linked savings accounts. And this is something, you've probably heard us talk about this before. Uh, we've been talking about it for years. It started, as, as far as we know, with credit unions up in Michigan. Instead of just paying you interest to save money, these credit unions uh, were opting to reward savers with even bigger cash prizes. Uh, it's it's kind of like gambling, but like for a good reason. A <laughs> good kind. <laughs> You're not, yeah, yeah, it's money that you are setting aside in your savings account, not money that you are spending at the local gas station. Uh, and the more you save, the higher likelihood you could win a substantial cash prize. Yada, they're actually one of our favorite of the companies that are out there that are kind of using the strategy. Uh, the payouts, they might not average the highest rates in the country, uh, like what Marcus and CIT are, are paying, but it is the perfect uh, behavioral savings incentive for a lot of folks. Uh, more than 100 different credit unions out there uh, around the country are offering something similar. And so it seems like this is a really cool way to kind of tap into that, that sweepstakes mentality if that's something that you find yourself drawn to. Yeah. Uh, and we'll link to this Save to Win site uh, so you can see if you have a local credit union uh, that participates in yeah. something like this. We'll link to Yada as well, which is available everywhere. And you might already be banking with somebody awesome who's paying the top rates in the country, like CIT or Marcus or Ally. Those are those are awesome banks that we talk about here a lot on the show. But if you're saying, I need a way, I need some incentive to help me psychologically be willing to and able to save more money. A little more spice in my yeah. savings account. That's what I'm looking for. Maybe a little lotto action inside <laughs> of that savings platform will be the right motivation to get you to sock more money away. Whereas now you're like, eh, 2%, cool. 2.4%, I think, is what CIT is offering right now, which is pretty incredible compared compared to <laughs> where things have been. Uh, but you're like, listen, I'll take a, a slightly lower rate that offers me the potential to earn significantly more with some sort of lotto-style drawing. I think it's cool, and I think it can help a lot of people up their savings game. Well, But, Matt, let's talk about the opposite of saving here for a second because, uh, yeah, in incentivizing yourself to save more is a good thing. The opposite... The very opposite extreme of that is basically impulse buying, right? And and that is on the rise right now. I didn't realize this, but man, like uh, I was on Instagram the other night and I didn't, there's like literally a button you can press and they will just show you stuff that they think you want to buy. It's amazing. The shopping feature. Yeah. I'm like, I guess it was there. I never clicked on it before. And then I accidentally clicked it and I was like, whoa, like they're just trying to sell me like hats and shorts and stuff like that. Things that they know I would be keen. Stuff that you're like, oh yeah, I kind of, oh yeah, with the shopping like, bag. Oh, that is my style, right? 
I knew it was there, but I also avoid it too. Yeah. Well, and so it, it, weird stuff that they're feeding me right now. It's just so much easier <laughs> to implant. My, oh, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, that is definitely up your alley. Well, it, it's just easier than ever to to impulse buy stuff yeah. these days, based on the algorithms and the way in which we're bombarded with high, highly tailored ads. And consumer debt is rocketing back up right now. And this this might sound random, Matt, but it turns out that drinking caffeine can actually cause you to spend more money odd but true uh, a new study shows that grabbing an espresso or a coke before going into a store or maybe even before hopping on instagram will get you just wired enough to up your spend amount and not only did the average person spend more overall in this study they also purchased more items they were just add more That's stuff crazy. to their cart and i don't know i'm a kind of makes coffee. sense if you're all like <laughs> if you're all wired you're just like just give me all the stuff yeah. <laughs> I, I can't control myself exactly and and like yeah i i like caffeine on occasion i drink some sort of caffeinated beverage basically every day but i had no idea that caffeine could have a real impact on your shopping behavior so what we would suggest i guess if you're trying to curb impulse spending in your life you might want to cut back just a little on your caffeine intake or maybe maybe just don't browse your favorite sites right after that cup of coffee because yeah if scientifically it might cause you to spend more than you want yeah definitely something to keep in mind and i wonder as well if this is why target and starbucks have partnered together yeah. and you can't not go into a starbucks or into a target Man, we're like, we weren't hating on Target, I guess, earlier, but we're talking a lot about Target today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, stay away from the Starbucks before you start perusing the aisles of, at your local Target because it might help you to, to save yeah. a little bit more money. If you're going to get one, get it on the way out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Joel, let's talk about investing. Uh, it's We know this, but it's easier, it's cheaper than ever to uh, invest your money. But it's also easier than ever to think you're investing when you're really just gambling. A recent white paper discussed how folks who are buying Top Shots NFTs, how they love the lottery features involved. Those are those basketball The basketball, ones, right? yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, but there there was like this lottery feature uh, involved in buying and selling, and that this sort of feeds the sensation-seeking behavior that folks are drawn to. Uh, this, unfortunately, often resulted in losing a ton of money. Speculation, it's been on the rise, especially in the, the aftermath of COVID uh, with, with more time at home, generous stimmy checks. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's just something that we want to highlight because we want you to not speculate and gamble your money, but we want you to actually invest. And this reminds me of a quote from an investing genius, Benjamin Graham. He said that an investor looks for investments that provides safety and a solid return. A speculator tries to profit off of market moves. Like superior investing technology, it's been a boon for investors who prefer the boring approach, but it's also a massive problem for many other folks, often leading them to lose money that they can't afford to part with. This is money that they should be investing, not only for I mean, years at a time, but for decades at a time. Folks yeah. should be focusing on their retirement savings accounts, and oftentimes they're instead messing around with money that's just sitting there in a non-tax advantage brokerage account. I think you mentioned the term sensation-seeking behavior, mm -hmm. and that was, I think, the literal term they used in the paper they wrote. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because we were just talking about these gamified savings accounts, and that is using sensation-seeking behavior to your advantage, like <laughs> incentivizing you in the right direction. This is the opposite, right? Exactly. It's that sensation-seeking yep. behavior that really is just akin to gambling and a lot of people losing their money that way. So uh, I think there are ways you can gamify money to, to use it to propel you forward or to uh, hamper your progress. And this is one of those ways where people are using it to their own harm, to their own detriment. And I don't know, what platform, Matt, would you say a huge percentage of folks use to make their speculative trades? Robinhood, of course. Yeah. Right, of course. That is that is the platform du jour for folks who want to day trade. And 
there's nothing inherently wrong with Robinhood's product. It's actually, it's a really good product. It's just that people tend to buy and sell stocks on a whim because of the way the interface is set up. Yeah, and like I was just saying too, brokerage accounts. There are not retirement accounts offered on Robinhood. That's right. It's basically once they do once they do that, I think we will slightly change our tune. Yes, agreed. Yeah. But right now, you can't even open up a Roth IRA on that platform, which I think is telling of what Robinhood is trying to get people to do. They're, they're almost encouraging us to take action when the best investors are stocking away money and patiently doing nothing, right? They're, inaction is an investor's best friend. And so Matt, uh, Robinhood just launched their own version of an index fund this week. But, and you know, we talk about index funds a lot, total stock market funds, S&P 500 funds. Those are great low cost funds, a simple way to invest that people can understand and that a lot of folks should choose. But this new Robinhood one is not one we'd recommend. Why is that? Well, instead of investing in a big chunk of the overall market, uh, if you buy into this Robinhood index fund, you're investing in the favorite funds of Robinhood users, of the day trader crowd, right? Of the, the meme stock fellas. And so- Populism investing, yay! <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and like, is this better than willy-nilly choosing individual stocks to invest in? Maybe, a little bit, right? But it's still not a fund worth considering. I think if you're if you're on Robinhood, if that's where your main account is, one, we would say it shouldn't be because they don't have access to the retirement accounts you need. And two, you might see this fund pop up and say, Matt and Joel talk about index funds. This is Robinhood's version of an index fund. Kind of, yeah, but it's still worlds apart from the classic index funds that we recommend that allow you to gain access to basically a ridiculously large slice of mm -hmm. American or worldwide uh, businesses. So yeah, this new Robinhood attempt at creating an index fund, not so good. Two thumbs down. Two thumbs down. Stay away from it. Joel, our last story. Let's talk about poop music because if you have an Amazon Echo, there's a good chance your kids are listening to it. <laughs> Most parents with school-age kids, they've they've heard of Perry Grip. These are songs about like cats flushing the toilets, uh, oh, hamsters on pianos. They are catchy. Dude, it, does, it doesn't make them good though. Yeah, the, the, that dude has made like real serious money making these dorky kid songs. Turns out when your kids yell poop at Alexa, it might play a song like poopy stupid butt. <laughs> the guy uh, that, that recorded that song, he's making bank. And so why are we talking about the story? Honestly, we think it's incredible of all the different ways that folks are able to make money. We are all for that 100%. But whether or not you're cool with your kids listening to poopy stupid butt, that's totally up to you. Yeah, it's personally, personal, personal decision. Personally, I'm not a fan. There's no way I'm going to let my kids listen to this crap. Pun intended, uh, 100%. Yeah, but we just came back from FinCon, Matt, not too long ago, and it's this nerdy financial media conference. And I'm I'm constantly amazed at the ways that people make money online. Uh, the world can be your oyster, and if poop music is your is your method to financial success sure. and creative fulfillment, go for it. I say more power to you, but I'm not going to support it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, potty humor. We've had a kindergartner, and so if someone like toots at the table or something like that, yeah, we laugh at it. It's it's funny, right? But like, I'm also not gonna like listen to songs that's just solely about poop. Yeah, you know, like there's a difference between like like what is music? Like, I want to teach my kids that it's more of like an art form, that it's something that can be beautiful as opposed to like the lowest common denominator, <laughs> <laughs> which is bathroom humor. Still, basically. mad props to the peri grips of this world <laughs> who are using it to their. Joel's advantage. more in support than uh, than, well, than I am. You know, we're, uh, my kids will listen to it every once in a while. The cat flushing a toilet song—it's a classic. It is. Uh, it's a modern classic. So, all right, it might not be the Beatles or whatever, but still, <laughs> like that's what I want to. I mean, literally, we listen to the Beatles or the Beach Boys. Like lately, we've been playing some like bands that Kate and I have always, like, 
the Decemberists. We're teaching, like, that's one of Kate's favorite bands, Decemberists. Uh, I was playing some Jimmy Eat World for Evie the other day, but, like, teaching them some of the great bands of, uh, at least of our history, yeah. so, of our past. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> yep. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. You you be the judge on your own. In your own, in your own home. <laughs> so not a parenting podca- podcast here, but, yeah. <laughs> People would be in trouble if it was. But, all right. That's going to do it for, for this one, and we'll have links to all the stuff we mentioned up on our site at howtomoney.com. And, again, you can always sign up for that How to Money newsletter Tuesday morning is when the next one comes out sign up now to get that one in your inbox but matt uh, until next time best friends out best friends out without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's brand new, Season 2. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.